Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. We are back for another episode. Happy Sunday, guys. Happy long weekend. Uh, myself, TJ Pittenger, Freddie Stevenson, 2013 National Champion, and Richie Barnes. How's it going, guys? Good, good. Everything good now, man. What took a while, <laughs> but we in, we in here. Man, it's, it's a long weekend. It's game week. We have a game in six days, boys. Let's go. Let's get it. Um, I'm I whole offseason. Whole offseason, I haven't known how far away the kickoff was, but now I'm making these little videos every day that are blowing up. So we appreciate you guys retweeting them and stuff. Um, now I know exactly how many – I know the hour. You know, like on the last day, I'm going to be doing it like an hour countdown. But um, <laughs> Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. We'll jump right into the show. We'll talk to you a little bit in a second. But we are brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee, 2550 West Monroe – North Monroe, I'm sorry, 1818 West Tennessee Street – Tell them that Double Fries No Slaw sent you, and we will uh, appre- we appreciate them. We appreciate your support and appreciate you tagging us in the pictures with them. Already, yeah. I'm fired up. Somebody asked what was in the glass. This is a double rye from High West, um, finished in uh, Madeira barrels. It's a bourbon. It's a barrel select from from Burns in Tampa. Um, I think Carlos is is joining back right here. Uh, he says he's got Cromarty's Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, y'all are ruthless. Yeah, Burns, man, Burns, off-topic, phenomenal place, man. That's, Dude, that's where we're gonna do our. That's, yeah, they've got a they've got a um, liquor store right across the street from their um, from the steakhouse, and they get all kind of yeah. like special stuff there, and so what's well, well, good. I tell everybody like our, Burns like this Christmas party is going to be. Yeah. Well, I tell I'm going, everybody. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going in October with my buddy uh, Rick here. He just shouted out, but that's where our there Christmas goes. party will be for for us three. Um, man, I tell everybody Burns is phenomenal, but like, don't go there expecting the best steak of your life. It's going to be a really good one, but it's the service, man. The 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 experience of just going there, and if you go to the dessert room afterwards, and uh, Burns is tough to beat. I think that Burns, as crazy as this is, I think the, um, I think the sides are the best sides I've ever had in my life. It's like the best French onion soup. Oh my god, amazing! Yes. Their onion straws are so good. <laughs> it's not, it's not a food podcast, but this the, I'm about to start one is, though. <laughs> the steak is really, really good. Like Richie said, like there are better steaks out there, um, but you know, anyway. Um, it's talking about Carlos Williams and we'll get him back on here in a minute. I don't want to talk too much about, um, well, he hopped off. So we'll see if he comes back. We'll give him one more chance. Um, yeah. Peter, Peter Luger's in New York is, is good, but it's not Burns. That's for sure. Um, the, I could talk about steak for an hour and a half. Say, if we were, if we're going to go there, I'm just saying, I'm, my buddy Eddie's saying that he uh, is drinking Glow Level 15. See, I'm just not a – I'm not a scotch guy at all. So, um, I can't – somebody said it is kind of a food. It, it kind of is, yeah. I guess you got to <laughs> – We got to talk about food. Y'all kind of oh. broke the 
start though, man. I've been going to Charlie's all this time, man. And I and Burns. I've been hearing you about Burns, but all I knew was Charlie's. Charlie's in Tampa? Yeah. Oh no. And it's they're right next to each other. Too. I mean, they're like 10 minutes apart. I think Charlie's steak is I mean, Charlie's steak is just as good as Burns, right? Like uh you're splitting hairs, but yeah. Burns is better. Roos Chris. Uh, I'm not a fan mentioned. of the... right, like we're, going, we're, we're going steak. So the best steakhouse I've been to is Hall's Chop House, Charleston, South Carolina. Phenomenal. Don't let them trick you, though, because what happened, Me, and my, my wife took me for my birthday. We went to Charleston. I used to live there. And uh, we ate the steak. Like, do you want some truffle butter? We're like, sure. We thought it was like a, you know, a free addition. It was like $14. Like we got the bill. Like, my God. Richie, we know you got big bread, bro. Quit. No, we don't. That's the thing. That's why I was upset about $14 for the truffle butter. So we went to a place in uh nothing like that gut box. Bro, <laughs> uh, I love Guthrie's. I love fried chicken. I love French fries, but yeah, I just yeah, I'm going I'm going steak, man. So um we went to a place in new york anybody i don't know if anybody lives up in new york um where were we oh it's in manhattan we walked to it from our hotel called four four charles prime rib some of the best prime rib i've ever had in my life i mean it's a little hole in the wall you'd never even see it you'd, you'd walk right past it they actually filled some of billions there as crazy as that. really um i was okay. watching billions the other day and uh or a couple of weeks ago and noticed the restaurant and i googled like oh was that film there so anyway four charles prime rib I don't I don't know that I can tell you what the best steak I've ever had is. Like I'm not that good of a connoisseur. I make a pretty good steak. So I mean I will say that. So um but yeah, Freddie, when you come home, what, what holiday when are you coming back? I know you probably would have already come back. Um, if not for all this stuff. You know, I don't know. We'll see. I'll keep out in the loop. Um we are talking yeah. about we are talking about going to Tallahassee for a meetup. So uh stay tuned for that because that, that could be fun. I'd I definitely want to go. I want to be able to say I went to a game during a pandemic. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah. While we on stake, <laughs> I got a um I got a story. It was from the Peace Bowl. Um Ruth Chris was crowded. So we went to a restaurant right across the road. And we go in, okay. we see one of our coaches, our linebacker coach. I'm with one of the players, Roderick Hoskins. And mm-hmm. we walk in, first thing he says is, Oh, big spenders. We didn't think anything of it. So we go sit down at the bar because everything's crowded. And we look at the menu and state's crazy price. We looked at the appetizer menu. The cheapest thing on the appetizer menu was $37. Oh, God. Yeah. That's on that. Yeah, we got a bone out of that, man. Those those scholarship checks don't cover that, Freddie? Shoot, I don't want to finna pay for that. (laughs) Jim. You're telling me the bag that Jimbo and them gave you wasn't big enough to cover? Oh, it uh, was, but I wasn't finna no. <laughs> hey, that that plate got to last a minute for that price. Oof, no kidding. 37 oh, for an app? My God. The cheapest appetizer. And then one, that, I forgot what it was, but it didn't interest me. The stuff that looked good on the appetizer menu, you're talking about $50. I'm like, shit. So, so who, was the, uh, who was your linebacker coach back then? Um, coach, that year it was Coach Miller. Miller, all right. So he, yeah, he's probably making like four hundred grand. So he, he can he do whatever really, he wants. Yeah, big spenders and and bro, there looking at me, he was like, he, like he wanted to slap. Why you bring us in this restaurant, man? You should have known. As soon as he said big spenders, we should have left. But then I ain't no man. 
<laughs> I'm hungry. Speaking of big spenders, I'm going to give one more shout out to our Patreon, and then we'll kind of get into some topics here. We'll talk a little if if he's able to join. Great. If not, we'll talk a little Carlos Williams from some favorite plays and memories and stuff like that, and we'll get on with the show. But uh, speaking of big spenders, we start our Patreon. Uh, if you're watching this, Patreon.com/slash Double Fries Pod. Um, four different levels there. We've got a five dollar level that's the snack size. A $10 level, it's the box. I think the best value, it's where we have the most people signed up. A $20 bucket and a $50 family meal. Uh, We're doing a couple of things with that. Everybody in that gets access to our game day chat, Richie, Freddie, and myself, as well as some potential other former players. We'll be in there hanging out on Saturdays uh, during the game. You can ask questions. You can just chop it up with former Knowles and Legends and – Richie and myself. I know that's not the big draw, but at least Freddie's here. Um, there will also, at the $10 and above level, there will also be a pick'em that we are working on setting up right now. Yeah. doesn't cost anything to enter the pick'em, uh, but you'll have different prizes that are given out for winning the weekly pick'em, whether that's coming on the show and kind of getting to host a segment or shout yourself out or um, you know a T-shirt or just whatever. You'll get different prizes. There's no entry fee for it. And then you'll also get access to extra shows that we're doing. If you've really got the big bread, if you've got the Eddie Rojas bread, I saw him in the chat. Um, there's the bucket family style meal that you can get more stuff for sure. We're, we're doing more for them, but they are more expensive. I can't wait till Saturday either. Yeah, right? Let's I'm go, man. Six like, days. Six days. Uh, it's, I mean, if most people are going to listen to this. It's going to be five days left. Like we are yeah. getting so close. Um, I tried not to. I, I really think that I didn't. I didn't. I don't know about you guys. I didn't get super excited for football season this year. Oh, one more thing. Go check out our Discord if you need it. Go go check out. Um, you know my Twitter, the show's Twitter, whatever. I've posted a million times. Message me, and I'll get you in our Discord so you can chat with Freddie and us during the week. But guys, I don't know about you, but I didn't get super super excited for football because I kept thinking it was going to get canceled. Like when the Big Ten went conference only and then everybody else went conference only, like I thought that was just like the first step in them canceling the season. Uh, I mean, football is happening. Like it's been happening all weekend. It, there's a game tomorrow night. All these schools are testing people for um, cases after the games and they're not getting it. Now kids are going off campus and partying and stuff and getting it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people aren't getting it because they play against, you know, if, if a hundred healthy football players and play another hundred healthy football players, they're not transferring COVID to each other. So like it's, it's been relatively safe. So uh, six days, man, the ACC starts in four days, right? Miami plays UAB on Thursday night. And so man, I'm Jack, I'm, I'm ready for football at this point. I'm, I'm trying to uh, double check my bank account and see how much I can put on UAB. Cause Miami's not beating them by 14. That's a spread right now. That's, that's a favorable spread. Give me the Blazers. I'm a I'm a cash out on that and take all my winnings on Florida State. I think it's minus twelve on Bovada. Um, depending on what book you look at, it it's different. But man, I'm. It's funny. So we had a guys weekend this weekend at a at a resort here in Orlando, and we were talking about different things like the stock market and stuff. I'm like, yeah, my stock market stock starts this week when I can start gambling on Florida State football again because that's where I make my money. Ugh. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm, I'm staying even killed. Like, y'all will see me bothering people yeah. on Twitter all the time. Last year, 
you had they started off the year with the Miami versus Florida game, and they both yeah, yeah. they played the game rocky, a lot of turnovers and stuff. So I was talking trash, and then we pulled the Boise State. So I'm oh gonna man, I'm, I'm you got to Freddie, you got to bring that up right now. Yeah, man, I'm just gonna <laughs> let it be quiet. But I'm excited, man. But how excited were you for that first half of the Boise game? Because I was pumped. My wife's looking at me like I'm a maniac. Like, what is wrong with you, Richie? Oh, yeah. I'm like, like, no, man, we got Kendall Bryles. We're about to go 12-0. and And then I I quickly just retracted back into my bedroom. On Facebook. (laughs) Yep. All of that. So the game is um, Saturday at 3.30. We talked about that game on uh abc uh you know a lot of acc action this weekend everybody playing um actually that's not true didn't nc state move move their game back um so almost everybody's playing in the acc um let's just jump kind of right into it we'll talk a little carlos williams at the end of this if if he's not able to jump back on but what what's going on in tallahassee this week uh richie as we are six days away yeah man so we we touched on it a little bit but i'd like to get back into it some more now I mean, I think the biggest news is James Blackman. He, we know, we thought he was going to be the starting quarterback heading into the season. Um, that's official now, which I, I think it's really good that Coach Norville announced it when he did because every, like, the sooner you announce it, that many more practices James Blackman gets, right? As a, with all the reps with the ones. Um, so I think it's a big deal. And it sounds like, it, Norville was asked about uh, the backup situation, and he said, you know, it's, it's Tate Rotomaker and Jordan Travis. They're kind of, you know, basically 2A, 2B, but I think Blackman's where we've got to go here. And unfortunately, I think the last – well, I know the last time all of us saw James Blackman play was against Arizona State. Uh, four interceptions, a fumble, just not a good outing. But at the same time, man, he's had to deal with four offensive coordinators in four years. I trust Norvell. I – I, I don't know if it's just the Homer in me. I think James is going to have a good year. Freddie, what, what's your thoughts on Blackman, man? We know he's starting, and that's who we're riding with. So we, we got to kind of get behind him. But what are your thoughts on him starting, and, and where can he take us this year? Um, I think I just want to talk to these fans that <laughs> they, they killed they kill Jay Black on the internet. Um, yeah. You've seen, you've seen him, how he plays when he's up. He shows his upside. But then you've seen him at his worst, like Arizona State game. And I think he's had a lot of games where he shows he shows that he makes bad decisions. But the biggest thing that a lot of people have issues with is the body language on the sideline when he got, has his head down. But I think him getting a guy like Norvell was major because um, with Jimbo, as we see, Jimbo was on his way out. So we don't know where his head was at with a guy like Blackman. And then with um, Taggart, we don't know if he was getting the proper coaching he needed. Just at that time, Tagger had a whole lot to go to deal with with this program. The culture was completely out of whack. But now with Norvell, you see he's coming in. He's trying to change his culture. And he's an offensive guru. I think is exactly who Blackman needed. And I think we'll see him take that next step this year. I'm hoping so, right? I was I was pretty discouraged. Um, somebody just mentioned the UVA game. I know that he, he didn't have his best game there. And then um, – that Arizona State game, man, literally just doesn't throw that pick six, and we're winning that because the defense had, had kind of figured them out. And didn't their running back go out or something like they weren't scoring again on us. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, I think he'll have a coach 
for the first time that, you know, he's not a true freshman and, and who knows? I mean, people say Jimbo was checked out. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, how do you ever know that? Or, but, Come on, TJ. He, he was checked out. I don't know. I we, can't we, get, all, we all watched that Boston College game. Come on now. I, I don't really remember the Boston College game, to be fair, but um, yeah, one way or the other. I, Blackman's not a true freshman. He's also not got, you know, Taggart as, as his coach, you know, different offensive coordinator, whatever. Like, I, there's going to be a learning time. There, It's a weird season. It's a weird offseason. It's a new program. It's a new coach. Um, but, I mean, you know, he's got his – he's got his uh, – his chance to go out and do it again, right? And so uh, people ask if I'm serious. Man, I, I don't know. I mean, Jimbo wasn't checked out week two, you know, when, when Blackman came out and looked good. Jimbo wasn't checked out when when we beat the hell out of Florida that, you know, two weeks before the bowl. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not serious. We beat the crap out of Florida again, you know. So, I don't know. Florida went on to win 10 games the next year. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what you mean to say about that. But I know that this is probably the best situation that Blackman could be in. Um at this point. So uh, Florida was worse, but won 10 games the next year, Jeremy, I'm just saying, like, I don't know what you want me to say. They didn't just recruit a bunch of players and then all of a sudden get better. That played as true freshmen. So, I mean, they won 10 games the next year. What do you want me to say? He outcoached them. No, Jim and Jim and Florida state had Jimbo coaching. You're talking about Randy Shannon coaching at Florida. So anyway, uh, but that's all I got to say about that before I got to block Jeremy off this chat uh, for getting me well, all no, So, uh, get- <laughs> Gator Gator Powell's asking about the the offensive difference between Norvell and what or what Taggart was running. I think Norvell he he wants to establish the run. Um, you know we saw that at Memphis and the offensive line. That's that's the key here, right? I, I really like, and I use this term likely. Like I really like the five starters we have. But Norvell said, you know, you need eight guys. You need eight to ten guys in the offensive line. I think we have five or six right now. Man, if we can find a seventh and eighth guy, I think this offense can be really good. Because I think Norvell is he's different than Kendall Browse last year because I think he's more of a he's gonna understand the situation. He's not gonna I think Kendall Browse is like, let me run the three quickest plays. If I'm a three and out, oh well, let the defense figure that out. I think Norvell being a head coach but offensive minded, he's not gonna be in the same mindset of where he understands the defense. They may need a blow at, at one point. So, hey, you know, let's let's take our time on this drive and let the defense, you know, get their wind. And uh, as opposed to just running three really quick plays and having to punt. So I, I think that's beneficial. Um, Freddie, I'm interested to hear your thoughts because I know you, you came in as a linebacker, switched to offense. But how important is that? Because Jimbo never really played the up-tempo offense. But thinking as a defensive player – if you have an offense that goes up tempo, goes three and out, that's got to be frustrating, right? Yeah, I mean, even even um, when you're taking the lead, like at the beginning of the game where you're winning and you get momentum off the offense mm-hmm. scoring and stuff, it's cool. But it eventually wears on you taking all those reps. You're like, yo, they got to they got to do a little bit more, man. Slow it down a little bit, man. I, I can't do this all game. So you got to help your defense out because it may work for a few games, but throughout the season they'll start breaking down and that's when you start seeing those injuries and small things. Guys get these um ACL injuries and things like of that nature and they wonder how it happened. But those little things like that, you're overworking their bodies and later in the season it backfires on you. That's a good point. And probably why the Big Twelve and the uh Pac twelve, every time they get in the playoff, just get absolutely decimated. 
because I don't play any defense all year. Um, and that's just not the brand of football they play. And they get out there and the defense get gassed. And, you know, uh, Jeremy, I still love you. I know you're not commenting anymore, but <laughs> I still I still do love you. I, I don't hate Jimbo like the rest of this fan base. Though. I love Jimbo. Like, I'm a huge you know, Jimbo fan. So, yeah. like, I'm going to back him up a little bit. I know Freddie doesn't hate Jimbo either, you know. Yeah, I know. Freddie won a crystal ball with Jimbo, bro. No, like, this this is a very pro, this is a very pro Jimbo podcast. Like I, 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 numbers, ne- I have nothing bad to say. I was very upset. Numbers dropped in half. As hey, that's right. You know what? Because I, I was upset when he left. <laughs> enough years have passed. I right. got to see Jimbo take Freddie out to Pasadena and win a natty. I'm good, man. Jimbo's good in my book. Jeremy said TJ forgets what he said about Jimbo on Twitter. Um, you're right, bro. I said some things on there, but that was leave the old stuff in the past. Um, hey, we all better be Jimbo fans yeah. week three of the SEC season is all I must say. Hey, let's be, go Aggies. Yeah, let's let's roll Aggies. Me and I'll be happy about that. Um, so Blackman starting uh, hopefully in a really, really good position. Uh, what else? DJ Nat- Matthews news. Don't know that we know a ton there. Um yeah, so it's it's weird with DJ. Um, I think on Friday Mike Norvell had a press conference, and I believe it was Chris Neba two four seven. You know, inquired about uh, DJ Matthews, and Mike Norvell. It was kind of a weird response. He's like, "I haven't talked to DJ in a while. He's not with us right now. He's going through his process." So to me, that sounds like I don't think we're going to have DJ Matthews this season. So what does that mean for the receiver room? I think we have a lot of young players that have promise. But man, if they can step up, because DJ, he's been a guy that it's been weird. You know, in the locker room, it, you hear different stories like he's good in the locker room. He's not great in the locker room, but he he was a guy that when he has the ball in his hands, he made plays like he he had that big punt return against Miami a few years ago. Um, you know, he, he he's made, he had that huge touchdown against Louisville. I think he jumped from like the six yard line to, to extend the ball in. But it sounds like if I'm a betting man and I am. I don't think we're gonna have DJ this year. So did what? He, what do you, what do you guys also, think? Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying. What do, What do you think that means for the receiver room? Because we know we have Tamar and Terry, a stud. Um, we feel good about Keyshawn Helton if he's healthy. After that, it's kind of wishy washy. But I like the potential uh, a lot. I think Warren Thompson. It sounds like he's back and doing well. I think he could be a breakout man. I, I really. I got my eye on Warren Thompson. What do you guys think? Did DJ also catch the touchdown that called got called back against Miami that year too? I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember that one. Um, he threw the pass. He threw the pass. He That's threw right. it. Yeah, the double pass. Yeah. Oh, I just and, wanted and to... that was and that was not an illegal forward pass. No, he was behind was a lot of terrible, scrimmage. Terrible call. That was I can't bullshit. believe that. But <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to go mark this explicit, but. Yeah, no, I agree. Not having him, I mean, he's a, he's really talented. You know, yeah. he just can't keep it together through the through the um between the years um you know there's a lot of unproven talent at the wide receiver room uh without him and it it would be pretty surprising if he did play um you know i don't know about later in the year i don't obviously expect him on saturday um i don't think norbell's the kind of guy that you know would pull a tagger like tagger and 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 uh dj could be like ribbon or whatever and then you just kind of see him all of a sudden out there on saturday right uh, I don't think Norvell's that kind of guy. No. And so, yeah, I'd be pretty shocked if he was out there. Um, doesn't sound like he's been with the team anyway, you know, so I, I don't have any idea. Just a lot of unproven talent there at the at the wide receiver position. Uh, I like Thompson. 
is uh, what's the other guy's name? This other young, younger kid's name, Wilson. Um, oh, Terry Wilson, yeah. Yeah, I think he he could really show. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. You know, I don't, I don't know how. You know, we've lost some offensive weapons, right? With um, uh, Laybourne being out now, Matthews. I mean, those were some of your guys you that you were kind of counting on. He was okay. So, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be counting him. I was, I was counting guys that we <laughs> thought we'd have back. Um, so yeah, I we'll, still, we'll just, but I still know. think this offense could be better than last year because, like I said, I think, I think Kendall Bryles, we brought him in, right? as an offensive mind to score points. And that was his whole mindset. He did not care what happened on defense. He only cared. Okay. I'm going to try and do everything I can to score as many points as possible. And I think he's going to do a phenomenal job at Arkansas. I think Felipe Franks for the, the Gator fans listening. Cause I know we get a few, I think he's going to look really good with Kendall Bryles. Um, but Freddie, what do you think about this offense, man, w- w- without DJ Matthews? Cause I, I still think there's some pieces, but we got, we got to figure it out a little bit. And I think we have a chance with Georgia Tech, it should be, you know, hopefully a uh, a warm up game, and then we go right to Miami. So we got to figure this out kind of quickly. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a big hit. Um, a lot of young guys got to step up, and really the biggest thing I'm thinking about. I know DJ was gonna do his thing on offense, but with the emphasis on special teams this year, you got an elite returner that you're losing. Um, we seen what he can do with the ball in his hands on as a returner. And it's hard to find those guys like that that can do those type of things in space. Um, just going back to the the Miami game we were just talking about a few years ago, he he completely demolished them on public yeah. time. And he did that to a lot of teams. So losing him on offense and special teams, that'll be major. Hopefully somebody steps up. Um, DJ, that's that's like little bro. So on um, whatever's going on, I hope they get it resolved. Um, I don't really know what's going on, but I hope they get it resolved just for – both sides, so they have some closure going forward. So we're talking about Blake. We're talking about DJ. Um, what's going on? Anything out of camp, Richie? Anything else that you've got um, before we get into a little bit of nostalgic talk? Yeah, man. So one thing. Uh, so the ESPN. Everybody, you know, we're we're all desperate for content right now. So ESPN, they came out with their football power index, um, and they give you basically a percentage chance of winning each game. So I kind of want to run through all of our games with it, with both of you, uh, TJ and Freddie, and see, do you think the percentage is too high? Is it too low or about right? Um, oh, like this. And, and I think it's going to get interesting really quick when we go to week two, but we're going to start with week one. So the uh, again, we, we Georgia Tech, we're going to talk about this more later this week. I think we're doing a show Thursday, uh, but we'll do one more show at really previewing the game. We're not going to get too much into it tonight. But the ESPN Football Power Index gives Florida State a 75.3% chance of winning the game. The current Bovada line is 12 points uh, for Florida State favored. So, TJ, it goes what you mentioned last week. A loss is kind of unacceptable at this point. Like, it, it should be – it's a game you expect to win. So, I, I mean, uh, 75% too high, too low, or about right. What do you think, TJ? What do you think, Freddie? My initial reaction is to say that it's too low. And then I kind of remember back on the fact that it is a brand new um, season, brand new coach, brand new system, brand new philosophy, weird off season. And so I'm going to say that it's just about right. I say three. We should 
my thought on, on Georgia's deck would be that if we played them 10 times, we should win eight of them, right? Eight yeah. to nine. Yeah. So yeah. my percentage would maybe be up in the in the 80s, you know. Um, on a normal year, I'd say 90. Um, but yeah, I think 75 is fine considering all of the all the other things going on. I think that's, I mean, I'm not going to split hairs and say like, oh, 78 would be better. Like, I think it's good enough. So, yeah, Freddie, is this a cakewalk or what's going on here? On the seven, I'm not tripping on the percentage, but as far as the spread, even if it was lower, like three points or whatever it may be, even yeah. losing, to, losing to them then would still be unacceptable because we got way more talent than them. Um, I know we ha- we faced all these challenges over the course of the offseason, but they have too, so that's not an excuse. Um, we still got to go out there and play ball. There's no reason we should lose this game. So going into it, guys should be motivated. Like I said, la- the last two years have been horrible. So we shouldn't have any issues with motivation. Um, coaches came in and he's made a difference. He's changed the culture. Um, so we got to be fired up heading into this game. Everybody's saying what we can and can't do. At this point, we can't really talk anymore. We got to show them. So it's going to be a big day on Saturday. Yeah. So, so what do you, I'm curious, before I tell you, what do you think the Florida State's percentage chance of winning against Miami is? According, again, this is ESPN, their football power index. It, it Preseason, it's a little funky, but typically towards the season, as it goes out, it, it gets pretty accurate. What do you think it is right now for Florida State's win chance? TJ, what do you think it is? I mean, I'm not going to cheat. Um, I know that they have, I, I'm not going to cheat. Freddie, go ahead. Yeah, Fred, what do you think it is? The, the, their percentage <laughs> that ESPN's giving right now on their advanced metrics. We lost to them, what, the last three years, and they were, I'm pretty sure they're projected to beat us this year. So I say, what, like 37? So they're giving us a 72.9% chance of winning against Miami this year. And again, it, these are advanced metrics. They use their own stuff. This is after the Greg Russo opting out, but still. I think Vegas has this as an underdog, but again, ESPN at 73% chance of winning that game. I think that's a toss up. I think it's a 50, 50 game. Um, I, Manny Diaz is not a good coach. He's an elite recruiter. He's recruiting his ass off right now. I don't think he's a good coach. I still like us to beat Miami. I think that's too high. Still. <laughs> I, I would say about 60%. What do you guys think? Yeah. That, um, that sounds about right. I just thought they were going to lowball us based off yeah. the last three years. So, shoot, hearing that kind of surprised me. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about that game. We'll, we'll see. I yeah. know we can come ready. But, yeah, I mean, 60% sound about right. TJ, what do you got? Yeah. I mean, I've got us losing that game. So That's right. That's yeah, right, yeah. I'd love to be wrong about this. But, um, yeah, I think it's way too high. I, I just don't – I know it's all advanced metrics and stuff, but – there's got to be some human element in it too, right? Like it's not just all metrics, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, you would think that the human element of that would would really kind of, you know, how do you say that a a, a brand new coach in a new system that just lost their best player to the NFL um, yeah. is going to go on the road and beat a team they haven't beat in three years and, and really got blown out, but you know, three yeah. score game last year at home so i don't have any idea how you project that i think it's way too high now listen if they go out and lose to uab and we beat georgia tech on saturday by 35 sure that that number looks great espn was wonderful to have that but 
I think Miami's going to beat UAB, you know, and I think we're going to be George Tech, but not by 35. I mean, hope we yeah. do. So I, I think that number's way too high. Whether you think Florida State's going to win or lose, having us as a 73% chance of winning is, again, the same as Georgia Tech. It's like us going it, – it'd be like Vegas having us favored right now by 11 going down to Miami. And I just think that if we all saw that, I mean, I, I love Florida State. I take Miami plus 11 at home right now with a lot of money. So, I, yeah, I think it's kind of crazy. All right. Well, I'm going to skip Jacksonville State because they give us a 98.4% chance. I think that's accurate. I think we're going to win that game. It, it won't be close. Uh, Notre Dame, they're giving us a 27% chance of winning that game. I think that's accurate. Um, but I, I'm not – TJ, I think this is where I differ with you. I think we can beat Notre Dame. I think you kind of have that as a auto loss right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say that if we played them four times, I don't know. Yeah, I I guess I like that percentage, but I think that percentage will change yeah. before we get to that game. It'll probably go down a little bit. Um, yeah, I still kind of see that as an auto loss. Could we win? Sure. I need to see weeks one. We need yeah. to beat Miami for us to for me to have confidence that we're going to beat Notre Dame. And I don't think we beat Notre, or Miami. So um, we'll we'll see. But yeah, I think that's. I mean, I'm fine with that percentage. Maybe I'd probably have it at 20%, one out of five. But, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to split yeah. uh, hairs on that. Notre Dame's recruited really well, man. They're they're a good team. They're a program that always underachieves but wins the games they're supposed to win most of the time. You know, you're not going to catch Notre Dame napping. So, Freddie? Um, I just think it depends on how those first two games go. Yeah, This is a team that – hasn't over the past few years hasn't really learned how to win. So we win these first two games. Now you got a team that's motivated. They got some momentum and they believe they can win. Now I don't think the last two years they went in the games believing that they can win. So heading into this Notre Dame game versus guys out there just playing to get a few stats. You got guys out there trying to make a major upset to a team they believe they're better than. So winning that Miami game would be huge and that'll dictate a lot. You know, a couple of years ago, we went to that Notre Dame game, like you said, Freddie, knowing we were going to lose. Like, we just had no no confidence, no shot. We weren't even 500 at that point. We needed that game to get to a bowl. We didn't end up winning it um, or getting to a bowl that year. Um, but, yeah, that's a big difference. I mean, we go into that game 3-0 and uh, with a win, an upset win most likely over Miami. Uh, big rival, then, yeah, I think we, we may have a shot. So, um Confidence is is key. Like I said, we went in that Notre Dame game last time, knowing that that they were going to beat our brains in, and they did. So, did, did uh either of you go to that Notre Dame game? Because I went to it, and man, I I had a blast in Chicago that weekend, but the game <laughs> sucked. And uh, I was I was watching it on TV though, and it was it sucked. I was watching the game, yeah. and I remember I was with my girl, and she was like, "What you think they're going to do tonight?" I'm like, "Listen, I love, I love <laughs> the team, but they're going to get whooped tonight." <laughs> my guy matt over at bay cannon is uh oh, that he went i i remember your pictures from that Matt. i almost went um i wanted to go i had plans to go um my buddy mike and i said that it, that was a game we were absolutely going to and then my wife got pregnant um and i didn't have to go thank god so um not only was it like i'm glad that i missed the the heat wave and the monsoon and the Virginia Tech game. And I'm glad that I missed the freezing cold 
and the uh, the uh, miserable game that was Notre yeah, Dame. So, now that was oh man, it was. So me and uh, a group of my guys, we go to one game every year. We try to go to at least one road game, and that was the game two years ago. So we stayed in Chicago in the Chicago Florida State Club. They had like twenty buses going to South Bend throughout the uh, morning of the game. And the night before, my buddy slipped on black ice, tore his ACL, and took the 20th bus to South Bend, <laughs> sat in the wheelchair accessible rows. It was like 26 degrees. So he's just getting blasted with cold, like, breezes the entire night. Oh, man. But that, that was fun. Um, I got a, I got a question before we move on. Matt over there, Bacon, also said, going to South Bend for a big game is a must at some point. Great experience. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And that's really why I wanted to go. Like I, so I, I still want to go to a game at South Bend. Also, shout out to my stepdad who just came and refilled my glass as well. Oh, there you go. Talking. So <laughs> by the end of the show, I'll be slurring my words. But um, when I love, oh, what's a place you guys? What's like a your your one stadium that you have? I mean, Freddie, you've played in a bunch of dope stadiums. You played in past yeah. for the championship, so I'm not going to ask you. But Freddie's been to a lot. I know, man. So, the um, the Wolverine, your, Wolverine Stadium, whatever it's called, Michigan Wolverine. Yeah, that the was that's my yeah. Yeah. Those stadiums. That's where I, I want to hit my big ones that I still want to hit. Man, I had a hookup this year for Bama, Georgia. Um, had a place to stay, had tickets coming. I just am so frustrated by this pandemic, but I, uh, Tuscaloosa, I definitely want to go to a game at, at Wolverine at Michigan stadium at the big house. Uh, and then I like to go to a game at Oregon. I think those would be three really fun ones. So uh, for me, I've been, to LSU, I've been to Clemson, I've done those ones. So for, I, I've been to most of the games I want to go to like number one on my bucket list was, the Rose Bowl and the fact that I got to go there. Thank you, Freddie. National championship for that game. That that was number one on the bucket list by far. Cross that off. So next for me is probably Army Navy, man. I I want to go to Army Navy. I think that'd be a phenomenal game. And the other one that I haven't been to that I'd love to go to is any home Washington game because they do the sailgating. So like you're on the boat tailgating, and then you oh. take the boat up to the freaking stadium and go to the game. That to me would be amazing. So yeah, th- those are that's definitely where I'm at. Um, and then we'll go from here. So these next two games might throw you guys off a little bit on uh, when I tell you these percentages. So we got North Carolina at home. I know I picked us to win that game. I think Freddie or, or TJ picked us to lose this game, and we'll probably redo these predictions. No, we all got. We all got. I think we all got us winning it. I think Did we Freddie all won pick- loss. Yeah. I'll look at okay. what we're talking about. I think Freddie had us winning this too. All right. We all got Any, this as a win. Anyways, so they give us a 63% chance of winning. I think that's like dead on. I, I think we win the game, but it'll be close. What do you guys think? I yeah. like that. Yeah. It's not a sure thing. They got a lot of talent. They've got a more sorry to cut you off, Freddie. They've got a um a program that I would say is more stable, right? They've they've had their system together for longer. And so I think yeah. they're they're a good team. I mean, the thing about North Carolina is they they're so hot and cold, right? They they play great one one week and nearly blow a game the next week. So, but I I, I still like us to win that, but not like a blowout. You know, we play. I mean, sixty three percent means you play ten times and you win six or seven. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, and that's what I, that's what should happen when Florida State plays UNC. Florida State, you know, even with both statuses of the program current, 
Florida State should win six or seven times out of ten. They're going to get them a couple of times, and that's fine. Um, but Florida State should win that more times than they lose. Could they lose it? Sure. There's a 40% chance they do. No, no um, not this year. But but I like the percentage. Freddie? I, mean, I, I like the percentage. I think it's going to be a, a dog fight. Um, and I really think this is going to be the game where the team truly f- finds out their identity. Um, the first week, Georgia Tech, that's the first game of the year. Um, no reason not to be motivated for that. Then you got Miami, no reason not to be motivated for that. Um, but this North Carolina game, I look at it kind of, even though we're not a top-ranked team, it's a trap game because that's not a team you usually play and you don't really have a lot of film on them over the past few years. And they're tough. They're tougher than people give them credit for. So I think this is a game where guys truly start growing and then we take that next step forward. Yeah, man. And the, so this next one, this is the one that Freddie picked as a loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of pisses me off a little bit because Willie Tacker was 2-0 and against Louisville. I don't think Louisville's good. I'm a big fan of what they got going on. I still think they're a year away. But ESPN, the, again, we're going to FPI for this purpose of this discussion. 37% chance of winning this game for Florida State. I think I picked a win. Freddie, you picked a loss, so I, I'm going to toss it to you because this is one I, I think you kind of agree with what they're saying here yeah I don't think it will um not like a low I think it'll be a close game but yeah, for sure. um yeah I just saw I just saw Louisville taking that next step this year I, I was at the game last year and I saw um a lot of the ability has some of the guys that would have a major role this year and going into this year I just thought it'll be provide a lot of challenges for our team and I could be wrong. Maybe maybe we'll have something by the end that I wasn't expecting. But just off the, based off the team I saw last year, that was my idea heading into this season. Well, I hope you're wrong, Freddie. <laughs> I do too. I hope we wrong on all these losses, man, to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the percentage is, is probably a little low, um, but I wouldn't put it over 50. Right. So I'm okay with them having us as a dog in this. Yeah. Um teams that have a 40% chance of I mean, you can you can know that you have a 40% chance of winning and still uh, and still think you're gonna I mean it's kind of a weird thing, but just because we say under 50 doesn't mean you don't think we're hey, hey we have a 40% chance of winning, but I still got us winning that game, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I like the percentage. I mean, maybe again, I'm not gonna split hairs, but maybe I'd have it up like 42, 43. Um, real degenerate, but I still got us winning that game. I think that we will, I will see. I mean, what's so tough about these games is how early they are, right? Yeah, I mean, if we've beaten Miami and Notre Dame, we're beating the hell out of Louisville that night, you know, like th- there's no question about it. D- don't uh, let us, don't let us beat Miami and Notre Dame. No, I, I will be not, unsufferable when I come on here. No, <laughs> not at all. I mean, the only week I'll be humble is still Clemson, but I will be a jerk every other week, man. We're going 10 and one. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, we might, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're going at worst nine and two if we beat those two teams. So, um, yeah, it's tough to predict this early, uh, but I like Florida state. I mean, I hope they're a dog. I hope they're a dog and I can take us, you know, with the points, you know, uh, up in Louisville. So, but I think the percentage is fine again for where it's at. So this, this next percentage I think is, I'm, I'll be honest. I think it's pretty high. I'd like us to win this game. We play Pitt at home. We got an 80.2% chance of winning this game, according to the ESPN Football Power Index. 
I think that's high. I think we win the game. I think I've definitely picked us a win. I think one of you picked it as a loss. No, um, we all got wins here. Did we all pick this as a win too? Yeah. The only but I, I don't think all, any of yeah. us has this as an 80% chance of win. Um, I think that's high, but I do think we win the game. I don't think Pitt's very good. Um, They're off. Yeah, I mean, it's a little. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a little high, but I mean, Miami was trash, trash last year, and Pitt was just brutal. I was at yeah. I was at Bay Cannon. They get all the shoutouts here when they haven't even signed on yet. But I was at Bay Cannon with a buddy who who was a Pitt fan, um, moved down here from Pittsburgh, moved to Tampa, and. Uh, man, I was shocked. They should have won that game five times. Miami just kept turning yeah. it over, couldn't get anything going on offense, and Pitt just like couldn't stop tripping over their own tail. Is maybe so. I don't know. I think we'll be fine against Pitt. It, Ray mentions Pitt's defense here, and they're tough. They're they're not. You know, Miami's defense is much better. Um, so again, we'll kind of have a good idea at that point. But Pitt will do nothing on offense, and I and think it's being something- at home, we're we're gonna beat them. I think it's important to note. I, I forget the guy's name, but the, their best defensive lineman opted out this season, so that that's huge. Um, he will not be playing. Uh, Freddie, eighty percent. You t- you taking that or what are you thinking here? I'm taking it. I was let's go. Let's go. I wasn't worried about Pitt with or without their best player. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Freddie talk it. that shit. I, I love it. Feel like we were going. Whoop them. I, didn't, I wasn't impressed by the offense last year. I didn't think they had much coming back this year. And this is me. I was picking them after the Willie Taggart era. So okay. I'm not worried about Pitt. Let's... All right. So we have, what do we have? We got four games left. So we'll, we'll kind of go rapid fire a little bit because I think we're going to be on the same page. This, so NC State, in a 77.4% chance for Florida State to win this. I think that's about right. What I love about this, Freddie, because you can talk about this, these players, at least with no fans, you don't got to have piss-filled water bottles thrown at you. You know what that's like. Hey, nobody ain't throwing no piss at me. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what they – but, um, yeah, NC State's a tough stadium to play at. Um, they still got the same QB? Uh, Bailey Hawkman, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I like us about 50. But, um, yeah, I mean – That'll be a that'll be a good game. The guys gonna be motivated for that one, but yeah, yeah I'm excited about that one. NC State will be big too, especially yeah. over there. I don't know how many fans they allow in the stadium, but that'll be a major one to win. Yeah, I think that's a good percentage. I, I like that one too. I don't have any questions about beating NC State again. If we lose to NC State, Georgia Tech, some of these other teams, right. we got better bigger problems. Yeah. So the the last two are really interesting as I look at them. Wow. Um, we're going to go through Clemson real quick. Florida State, 8.7% chance of beating Clemson. Probably a little high. Um, I don't know if that's high, but <laughs> I'll say that I'll say this much. I do think Mike Norvell, by his third year, he will have that within a touchdown spread. Um, I don't think we have the horses to compete this year, but I do think by his third year, that spread will be seven points or less. So <laughs> that's me trying to be optimistic, um, knowing we're not going to beat Clemson this year. Yeah, oh, that 8.7, that's tough. That's the time we're living in, uh, at least. But, yeah, we, Clemson's still a monster right now. We ain't ready for that smoke right now. But, hey, man, you never know. If we get a little momentum heading into the year, we may get it to 10 points. 
What, Freddie, what were you? You went two and two against Clemson, I think. Yeah, two and two. Yeah, but you got that natty, and you got two ACC titles, so that's 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 good. Yeah, I think they got the same off us though. They did, yeah. <laughs> it pissed, it pissed yeah, me off because Clemson came out of nowhere, man. They should never have been what they are now, and we we allowed that to happen. That third was it my senior year. Yeah, let's not bring that one up. Yeah, that was in Tampa too. Let's go. Who who's next? All right, so the the next two are going to surprise you. So we got Virginia and Duke, and we have a better chance, according to these metrics, Virginia of winning that game, eighty one point six percent. Um, I'll be pissed if we lose this game. It's in Duke. They beat us last year. Should have won last year. I, I, yeah. yeah, we should have beat them last year. Even with uh, I hate to bring it up, but Blackman overthrew Terry on a wide open touchdown end of the game. Even without that, we should have won that game. Um, I think we beat them. Like my old, so my old high school uh, offensive coordinator and receivers coach is the director of player personnel at Virginia. So I'll, I'll get him on the podcast for the that, that week. But man, man, that's we talked to him before on the rollcast last year, and he's like, "Yeah, I think we're gonna win, guys." You know, he's like a super nice guy, like uh, down to earth, and he doesn't talk shit. But me and Trey are like trying to egg him on. He's like, "No, you know, it'll be a good game, guys." But uh, I think this year we beat him. Like we we have to, right, guys? We're winning that game. Yeah. And if if not, I mean I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be a happy camper. Has anybody ever been a happy camper? Like, is that like does anybody go camping and like happy? But anyway, yeah, like I I we should have beat them last year, right? Like just without a question. So yeah, I got Florida State winning that game. Um yeah, I think it it'll definitely be a double digit win. That's that's what I believe. Last year they gave us every opportunity to win and we just Piss the game away. Um, I think this year we'll learn early with those first few games how to win. And that'll be major going into those games. So when we take a lead like we did last year, not pissing it away. And we'll I think we'll beat them by double digits. Yeah. And the the last one will be Duke. And we have a 73.3% chance of winning that game. Duke only beats one team in Florida, and that's Miami. They're not beating Florida State. I, that's all I have to say. Percentage is a little low to me, but it's also agree. Again, super, super early. And what they're basically saying is that Pitt and Georgia Tech are, are about the same. Yeah. Uh, but that game's on the road, right? That game's at Duke. So I, I guess I get that, right? If that was in Tallahassee, they probably have us at about 80, which I'd like better. But yeah, that's, I, again, I'm not going to split hairs on the percentage. That's a game Florida State better win. You cannot take any game at Wallace Wade Stadium for granted. I mean, didn't we need a Hail Mary on Jimbo's last year to, to beat him? You know, like not a Hail Mary, but like wasn't no. it a deep, deep pass like with like a minute to go to uh I don't was think it so. Terry? Yeah, I think it was, bro. We were down. I'm I'm fairly sure we were down t- we won that game by it was ended. No, yeah. no. So Ray Henderson, no, Duke has never beat Florida State. They have beat Miami multiple times. Dude, Florida State, Florida State was tied 10 to 10, and we threw up a long uh, touchdown pass to Alden Tate. Maybe that's way forward. No, nah, yeah. it was both of them. 
That's back to back, back weeks. Yeah, we we yeah, had the two weeks in Duke back to back. That's yeah, right. Okay, okay. Oh my god, that we were yeah. so bad. <laughs> it was that bad back then, and that's we barely scraped by and made a ball. No, I remember that. So yeah, you're right. You can't take those Duke games, but we ain't we're beating them by more than seven this time. Uh, yeah, y'all might as well get ready for the NCAA tournament. Get ready for basketball. Y'all not beating us. <laughs> you ain't beating us there either. Coach Ham's got us, but yeah. um, all right, so. ESPN's got it. We pretty much said they were right on about everything, minus maybe. Um, um, I think they were high in Miami. High on Miami, um, low on um, Louisville, maybe, maybe right on them. I think they're low on Louisville, but uh, I mean, Vegas likes Louisville. I don't know. That game, that's one that's it's weird spread. for me because I don't. Uh, the last one I saw was like two months ago, but Louisville was favored by like three and a half. And that's one that's weird for me because I think we should beat them, but. Again, I don't go against Vegas because they're not in the business of losing money. Like they, they make lines to win money. So they, they 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 make their money off people like me. I'm like, oh, that's an easy bet. Yeah. I mean, I think that yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we look against Notre Dame Miami before we go into that one. Um well that's the thing. We 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 have a good uh baseline. After that, Miami Notre Dame back to back, I think. The three or the four of us will know a lot better uh, about what this season will look like after that Miami Notre Dame game because we'll have a good idea of what this team is. Now, honestly, I think we'll have a. Mu- I, I don't think we'll know what this team is then, but I think we will have a much better idea after Saturday. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. we'll have a much better idea next Sunday after, um, you know, getting to see the team actually play. I mean, that's been yeah. the biggest thing is we have yeah. no clue, no spring game, no fall camp, no. I mean, no no fall practice that we've been able to see or anything like that. So. Um, yeah, I think that seeing the team play will will be massive. And then so, we'll Freddie, Freddie, are, are you – how excited are you? Because I'm curious because I, I know as a fan, especially during the pandemic, man, this has been the worst offseason ever, and I can't wait for the season. But I want to hear your excitement level based on when you were a player, when you went through camp, had to go through the grind and then start the season. Now as a fan, you kind of sit back with with me and TJ and, and watch all the follow-up before the game gets going. How excited are you for t- to see this? Man, I still be – my girl, she'll think I'm still about to pad up. I, 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 get <laughs> it, man. I, I put everything on. Like, yeah, you're going to hear me. You're going to see bright and early. I'm up, ready for the game. I'm excited. Jaron, do not let us blow out Georgia Tech because that will yeah. I will be out of control next week on here. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a combo. I, I wanted to answer that since he asked it. I think it's a combo of a couple of things. One, if we blow out Georgia Tech and Miami looks bad against UAB and Louisville, Miami may come out and struggle against UAB first game, but then if they blow Louisville out next week when we're on a bye, then I mean Miami's not going away right like they you know okay well they struggled week one with a with a weird off season stuff like that but then they they got it back together week two and i'm probably a little more nervous week three if we blow georgia tech out and then miami loses one of those games or barely scrapes by both of them then yeah i I feel good but you know i i don't want to base too much off of florida state blowing out the worst team in the acc yeah you know you don't see florida Pounding their chests after beating Tennessee every year. Yes, you, you know. do. Are you kidding me? I don't know about that. But I'm saying, I mean, they're, they're glad to beat them. They're glad to beat them, but it's not like a measuring stick game. I mean, they know they're going to blow the hell out of them every year. You know, that's not like a, oh, look, we've arrived. We beat Tennessee. I mean, that's what Georgia Tech should beat us. I mean, just garbage. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, maybe Vandy's a better 
a better comparison. I just wanted to crap on Tennessee because I'm still bitter about 98. Um, all right, we we could not get the Carlos interview to happen. He's on Crow Marty's Wi-Fi. Somebody made a joke on that earlier. Uh, let's do this real quick, and then we'll we'll get out of here in a few minutes. But um, Eddie, thanks for hanging out the whole show, man. Eddie just laughed at my Gator buddy. Just laughed at that. Um, me making jokes about Florida. Uh, favorite Carlos Williams moment, Freddie. You go first. You played with him. Oh, it's definitely the game where um, we had Sean starting against Clemson, and um, oh. we we beat him in overtime. I think. Yeah, beat him. Um, we kept running a, a zone extra play the whole game, and what's his name? Big Beasley couldn't stop it. We were winding back every play. We knew he didn't like playing the run, and we are killing them all the way down the field on that, and Carlos punched one in for us. That's my favorite moment. So for me, I, I was at that game, and I, I scalped tickets. I was front row on the goal line at the end zone where Carlos ran that in. So that's an easy one for me. But I'm going to go somewhere else. And I know it doesn't count, and uh, I wish we had James Wilder. I know we – He'll be on here soon enough, and we missed him. But, man, that Carlos kick return against Miami to start the second half, I think it was twenty. I think it was the 2017 game. I'm not sure. But when he took the kickoff back for a touchdown. No, 2017. 2014 was his last year, bro. 14? Oh, shit. Yeah, it's Carlos. Okay, so, yeah, it would be – was it 14? Anyway, people people listening know. It's the one he took back for a touchdown. That got – that was in high school. I remember the game. Yeah, it was 2012, I believe. That's the one guy that got called back because James Water got called for a holding. That was not a hold, by the way. Anyways, he was moving so fast. Like, I watched the highlight again today before I came on the podcast because I wanted to show my wife. Oh, yeah, this is Carlos Williams. This is who's coming on the podcast. And he's just moving so fast. And what I loved, he was wearing number nine. And the reason he wore number nine was because Peter Wark gave him the okay. said, yeah. I think you're a badass. You can wear number nine. So he, as he's running into the end zone, Peter works right there. They point at each other. And then uh, uh, Carlos runs off the field. And uh, obviously, that again, that one got called back, but it shouldn't have been. But, man, that was – I'm like, man, this guy, he has no business playing safety. He needs to be an offense. And and eventually Jimbo got him to offense. But he came – he was like Freddie. He came in on defense at first. Yeah, and then how it works his way to offense. Yeah, athlete. He could any position they lined him up at, he could have made it work. He is that type of player. And then the fact that his brother's going on a decade in the league right now is just nuts. Like uh, that family is just elite in, in all aspects. Not a doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, my favorite my favorite Williams play is what I think is the the most important play. In the Jimbo Fisher era, and that's the fake punt. Fake punt, yeah. You know, I think the fake punt is – I mean, without it, we punt that ball away. We go into halftime 21-3. to three. I mean, I know Freddie's going to say, no, no, we were winning that game either way because I know that's how – I didn't even know a lot to just being logical because the whole momentum – Bro, everything about that game yeah. – everything about that game changed right there. And we still may have won. You know, we, we looked really good that second half, and we still may have done it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I got to go with the fake punt. I mean, it, that was a, it was a seven yard run, right? Wasn't even that long of a run, but seven yards changed that game. And, uh, 
and man, I got to celebrate. Man, we all got to celebrate that night back in Pasadena instead of being miserable. So <laughs> that's the best seven yard run I've ever seen in my life, bro. So I I'll shout out Carlos one time for that one. Um, dope. No, I, I like reminiscing. We'll get him on when when him and Crow Marty upgrade their Wi Fi. Um, <laughs> man, we want to shout out one more time Guthrie's. I'll let you guys say anything you have before we get going. Yeah. But shout out Guthrie's. Appreciate them for their support. 2550 North Monroe Street and 1818 West Tennessee Street. If you take a picture at Guthrie's of your order, as long as there's no coleslaw in it, uh, and tag us in it, I will mail you a sticker. I don't have any on me tonight. Actually, I do with that backpack right there, but I'm not going to open it up. Um, I will mail you a sticker. I sent out about 20 stickers on Friday afternoon, so um, you guys should be getting those in the mail. Also sent out koozies to um, the folks that were at the Patreon level for those. Um, also, you know, the stickers for the, for the koozie folk or for the Patreon folks that everybody gets a sticker. So sign up and I'll mail you one. Um, honestly, the sticker and the shipping, uh, you, it pays for itself. The, the Patreon yeah. is the first month. If you get the $5, $10, the better level, uh, which we talked about patreon.com slash double fries pod and jump on there. But again, if you get on the $5 level, if that's all you can kind of float us great. Um, you still get some good stuff in that level, but the sticker and the and the shipping for that pays for itself, and that'll get to you in two or three days if you're in Florida. A little bit more if you're not. Um, give us a uh, give us a review on iTunes if you're listening to this. I know a lot of people listen on Facebook and and YouTube and Twitch and Periscope and everywhere else. But if you if you could go to iTunes, search Double Fries, it'll be the first pod that comes up. Click on that, click subscribe, and click five t- stars. We would very much appreciate that. Follow yeah. us everywhere. We've been putting out some really, really good content. Um, my buddy uh, Ed Kennedy, Brian Hathaway, and Harlan Harris have been helping us out with some content stuff. I've been doing a little bit of video stuff. We've been putting out really, really good content over the last few days, counting down this last week until FSU kicks off. So check us out on Facebook, Double Fries Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Double Fries Pod, YouTube, same thing. And uh, appreciate you guys for the love, the support, and all that you do for us. I think that's it. I think that's all my plugs, all I've got. Oh, Thursday. We haven't talked about exactly when we're going to do this. I know Miami's playing during that time, so I'm missing the Lakers game right now. I don't want to – I'd like to see Miami play. Um, So we'll talk about when we're going to do this show. I know Freddie's on his training kick hard, so we got to make sure that we're not cutting the gym schedule. we got to make up for all the cornbread he's been eating. Um, but we'll figure out a show. We're definitely doing a preview show on Thursday. I don't know how long it'll be, maybe just 20, 30 minutes, um, maybe 45. I don't know, but we're definitely going to do a show Thursday night. Um, if we can make it work, if we move that to, if, if schedules make that weird and we need to move it to Wednesday or Friday, we will, but we're doing a uh, preview show of Georgia tech this week. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys, I'm done. Y'all, y'all talk before we get out of here. Yeah, man, I, I, let me, I want to shout out my buddy Kyle. Um, uh, you know, he's his Florida State podcast. He's one of my best, best, best friends. He uh, went to UF, but he's enlisting in the Navy. Uh, he's joining. We had a guy's weekend this weekend in Orlando, eight of us. Um, you know, we all hung out and played some golf, had a resort weekend. But he goes to boot camp next week. So shout out Kyle Elam, you know fuck that guy he went to uf during tebow's four years so he had nothing but great times in college and i had shit times but it's all good uh but good for him man and I, i'm proud of you bro and, and go do it for you and your son um yeah i just want to build off what tj said um 
even if you guys watch it on Facebook or Twitter, just go on Apple Podcasts and leave a quick review. You guys show a lot of love. We see a lot of the same people, people each and every week showing love. Um, it only take a little bit of time just to leave a quick review, show some love. Um, we appreciate that. It goes a long way um, further than you guys realize. And we'll do this every week as well. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Go like on Facebook. Share with your cousin, your auntie, great, all of them. Yeah, I got some cornbread waiting for them. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, we try to keep it easy for you. Double fries pod everywhere. Uh, if you search double fries, no slaw, obviously it will come up as well. Um, I'm excited, man. Six days to go. Let's, I, go. Uh, Let's go. It's game week, fellas. We uh, we had some technical difficulties, and so I didn't get to play. We, we didn't play like the intro music that you would will normally hear probably Thursday, if not on Sunday going forward. So I'm going to play us out with that little, that little mix I put together this morning. So I, I'm not like a, I don't put mixtapes together y'all. So I don't think that's what I was doing, but y'all you'll understand. That's what I'm going to play us out with. It's my song this week. I'm going to play us out with that. Um, y'all going to like that. You're going to get hype from that. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy that. Cause I get hyped every time I've listened to it like six times. My wife was like, I, I, I put the whole thing together and you'll understand this once you hear it, but I put the whole thing together. And so she heard all of it as I was putting it together. And then when it got done, I was like, Hey, come listen to the whole thing. And she's like, well, I heard it the whole time you were putting it. Like I heard everything in it. And I was like, ah, no, come listen to it. all put together. Go. I get bet it slabs different this way. So anyway, thanks for go. hanging out tonight, guys. Um, sorry, we couldn't make the Carlos thing happen, but we will some other time soon. And uh, y'all have a good week. We'll see you on probably Thursday. I said, guys, we didn't come here for no reason. We can win the dead gum ball game. I said, are you strong? They said, I'm strong if you strong. I said, we strong then.
shots there. Good shot. Knowles win. Knowles win. Michael Stairs triple with no time left. Florida State beats Duke 76-73. The little team that could just did. 